everyone, and welcome to Outback Team Building and Training Tips, a monthly audio resource for HR and business professionals. I'm your host, Kara Sai, and this month I'm joined by special guest, Isla Robertson, Customer Support Manager at Outback Team Building and Training. Thanks so much for joining me today, Isla. Thanks for having me, Kara. So our topic this month is how to provide 10 out of 10 exceptional customer service, and Isla will be sharing her insight on what it takes to nurture customer happiness and loyalty. But before we begin, let's start out with our quick tip of the month. Each month, we begin the episode with a quick tip for our listeners. Isla, what's your number one tip for providing great customer service? I think it's be real, be yourself, be friendly, and really care about what you do. I think it makes a huge difference for the customer. And so when you say be real, you mean put your personality forward? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And so when you're on the phone or interacting with a customer, what does that look like? If I'm, if I'm being myself, I'm not being fake. So I'm true right. to who I am. And I feel like I want to have a great experience with every each and every customer. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, the customer is expecting that of us. So I think be real, don't be fake, because I think they could see through that. Yeah, and so do you have any examples of customers potentially praising you for being, you know, yourself and not coming across as kind of, you know, a, a standard corporate just towing the line customer service representative. Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's in the conversation piece with the customer that I have. Yeah. I, can, I can tell if I'm connecting with them or not. Yeah. I can tell if I'm actually able to take sort of that potential negative situation and, and make it better for them mm-hmm. because of sort of the outcome of the call, for example. But it's, it's all based on conversation. And yeah. I, I often, I mean, it's very rare I'd ever leave a conversation in a negative tone. Mm-hmm. It's usually I've somehow made the, the actual customer um, happy with the resolution, for example, yeah. or just connected and, and really, truly value what the customer has to tell me. And would you say for the most part, when they're coming to you, it is for something negative? Because customer support, it's generally speaking when someone hits a glitch or has a, some sort of issue, correct? Exactly. So for, for my role, though, it would probably gear towards more dealing with customers who maybe are not having a great experience. Mm-hmm. But for the customer support department, absolutely. It's a lot to do with questions. Yeah. It's uh, customers reaching out for just help, just yeah. maybe a little bit more intuitive information on how our events actually work. And they just need some further direction or they've got some great questions or feedback for us. Yeah. And so being that open, friendly, you know, yourself makes all the difference regardless of whether they're coming to you for a simple question or if they may have had a challenge. Exactly. Yeah. I think it just, I think it just is easier for the customer and, and accepting for the customer if you're just yourself. Oh, okay, great. Well, with that, let's get to our main interview. So as a customer service representative, how often do you recommend being in contact with a customer? Yeah, we value our customers' feedback and we ask for customers' feedback after each and every event. Right. So I think it's imperative that if you re- if you receive a piece of feedback that is negative, mm-hmm. that you reach out immediately. Right. You want to know what's going on with the customer and they're wanting to tell you something because yeah. they've actually taken their time to give you their feedback. So it's imperative that you reach out and connect with them right away. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's after, say, an event has happened. Do you and your team reach out before the event or during the event ever? Yeah, great question. We reach out for customers in certain types of events mm-hmm. in advance. Just to make that, just to make sure that they're actually set up 
and we'll run a successful event. And so we just reach out to see if they have any questions for us. Mm -hmm. Often we hear that they have nothing, but they appreciate the fact that we followed up to begin with. And so these types of events, that would mostly be where they're not going to have a host on site, correct? Exactly. So these are all the self-hosted events Mm -hmm. that our team will support. And so it's just nice to know that even though there's not a facilitator um, providing the event for them, there's somebody who's sort of in the background available to help them at any time if they need it. So you're giving them that proactive step of communication, letting them know that someone's there even though there's not going to be someone there on site. We certainly try. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, great. So... Operating across North America means that your team is usually communicating with customers by phone or email. Do you have any tips for providing exceptional customer service when you aren't able to meet people in person? I think it's about the response time. Yeah. And we we receive a ton of questions through emails or phones, right. and it's for us to respond to them as fast as possible. Right. And so that is our motto. And we have a killer support team. They work together so well that at, at any point, any team member can pick up for another person to help a customer or to finish uh, an employee's comment, for example. And basically, so this will be, uh, hopefully this will be a seamless transition for the customer that they may actually talk to three people about one question, Mm -hmm. but they won't notice the difference of who's actually communicating with them. And so when they're emailing or talking on the phone, are there any specific tips that you encourage for getting across? We talked about being real and authentic. Is there anything that you do specifically? I mean, one thing that we we try to as a team is we make sure that before we end a call mm-hmm. that the customer has no other questions or we dig a little deeper. Right. And, and that's just because, again, we want to ensure that they have a great event. Yeah. And so sometimes the customer may not know what they need to ask or yeah. maybe they've forgotten or they maybe don't really know what it is they're trying to ask. Right. So we do try to dig a little deeper to see if we can offer just even a little bit better service. Right. And so they may have called for one thing, but just with a little, a few probing questions, your team can usually pull out maybe a few other things that can relieve anxiety closer to the event. Exactly. Yeah. So what are the best ways to deal with an unsatisfied customer and turn them into a happy or loyal one? I know you mentioned a bit about that earlier on, how generally speaking, as the customer support manager, those are the types of customers you're typically dealing with. Right. I I find that my best success is is really just listening to the customer. Yeah. Uh, Tackle it head on. Yeah. Don't be shy. Mm -hmm. You want to know what happened, so dig deep. Make sure you understand fully Um, sort of the poor experience that occurred with the customer on the event. I mean, fundamentally, we want to take this away and actually do something with it. So the next step of that is you've got to follow through. If there is an ability to improve a process or approve communication, then we'll do it. Because otherwise, I feel that we're wasting our customers' time. We're seeking feedback. We need to do something with it. And that's one of our core values, too, is to always be improving and to take action. So you kind of wind that into the customer service process. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we want to, with the core, with the core value taking action, mm-hmm. it's imperative that we do follow through. It's, it's just a part of what we do, and we always are trying to improve our product, our services, and our correspondence. Do you ever hear back from those unsatisfied customers later on that they've now become a satisfied customer? We do. I mean, generally, that's at the end of it, that's what I want to yeah. hear. And I will follow through no matter what happens. That's just who I am. It's yeah. what the team does. And uh, I feel that we gain a lot of uh, valued customers through that phase. Right. And, and so you just spoke about your team. Do you have any 
suggestions on how you can hold them accountable to great customer service because you're responsible for yourself, but what about for your team members? Yeah, we, we, I think it starts all from our philosophy at OPAC Team Building and, and Training that we actually treat our internal employees as our customers right. as well as our external customers. Yeah. So I really think it goes a long way with just our overall like nature within our company. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the support team we have, everyone has key performance indicators that we're always trying to achieve and go after each month. Yeah. And one thing for the support team that we do is we record certain customer calls. Right. And and both of us, both the team and myself, we'll listen to them, we'll, bo- we'll actually both uh, mark them, and then we actually discuss uh, what went well, and maybe areas to you know to improve the actual uh, service on that particular call. Yeah, and so when would you listen to that call? I will I'll listen to one once a month. Yeah, and the team goes out of their way to try and record as many as they can. Yeah, and they they pick and choose which one that they'll they'll actually present. Okay, and it's actually a very interesting discussion. It's usually interesting to see if we're online with how mm-hmm. we've sort of scored or rated the call. Yeah, um, but I actually think the team likes this particular key performance indicator. Yeah, it brings a certain uh, evidence to to what they're reporting on, and you can actually hear the customer and hear their happiness or satisfaction on it perfect yes yeah and so are you doing that in like a a monthly review is that what you mean by monthly exactly so we have a monthly review uh, with each team member yeah and this is just a small portion of of the actual um, ability to see how well we're doing right Um, so that's our external customers but we also then have a a key performance indicator for our internal customer service so uh, we also send out surveys after we've helped a team member Mm -hmm. just to rate our service yeah it's another way to capture to capture again to see how we're doing and so you're getting that that same 10 out of 10 feedback because you're actually asking for it you're you're finding ways to improve you're taking action to improve those processes same as with your external customers yes oh that's really neat and and so before you're actually having these people as your team member, how do you ensure that you hire someone that, that you're confident will offer the same level of customer service as you and the rest of your team do? Great question. During an interview, I listen to cues to help me identify if a person is being real, okay, focused, respectful, yeah, and we ask specific customer questions about past experiences. Okay. If they demonstrate a true sense of passion in their stories, it's usually a great sign for us yeah. because we actually then know that this person that we're interviewing cares, right? And it shows very easily. And and so that brings it back to even when you're speaking to your customers, the the real. It's what you're looking for when you're speaking to someone in an interview. Exactly. It it makes it real for the customer that you've got. Not it's not a robot on the other side. Yeah. It's somebody who actually cares about your experience. Mm-hmm. It's somebody who's trying to improve. Um, the situation or just really just trying to help you and yeah. everybody is different we don't need somebody we don't need everybody to be aligned in delivery yeah because it comes I think it comes from the heart yeah and it's I think it's a very natural process and, yeah. and often you either have it or you don't and what what is it what do you mean by that it's probably that it's probably stems from the passion okay of giving the passion of caring yeah. And really making that difference. Is that something that you can see aligns with each person you interview that you do end up hiring within their answers when they give you previous examples of work in customer service industries? 
you see that caring, you see that passion in the stories that they're telling you. Yeah, you hear it. Come, you hear it come out in different yeah. forms. So you could hear it come out in a particular, you know, example that they gave you, or just in how they respond, or yeah. how they, um, how they're respectful throughout the interview. Yeah, I think it goes a long way. And after you've hired them, have you found that it aligns with your initial assessment of them in the interview? Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. And so you see that when you're listening to their calls, for example, or when you're going over their KPIs or even overhearing them on a phone call on the floor. Yeah. And also what happens, I find, is that while you see it or you hear it during the interview, for example, it may, of course, not be... um, killer customer experience day one on the floor which sure. makes complete sense yeah but it's really cool to see how the team progresses the evolution improves yeah over time it's I, I think it's great and I think and, and it's nice to, to be able to push people to want to do better yeah. and as I mentioned before I've got a killer support team and that's yeah. what that's what they're after they want to do better and do you see certain benchmarks do you see similarities between each of your team members or is everyone evolving at a different pace how how do you assess that everyone evolves at a different pace yeah. for sure uh, but everyone I can always see improvements yeah and once we get to that level like of, of great success mm-hmm. then we pick a bit of a different path or a channel right. that maybe we we haven't focused on earlier and then we start focusing on that next path so y- y- your team is always improving even when they get to that exceptional level of customer service yes because I think it never ends right I mean there's no way that you could just can without evolving with time and through your communication style through what we provide our customers for communication it's always always evolving and yeah. we always need to to try to improve I think that's really cool that makes a lot of sense And so earlier you mentioned collecting customer feedback after each event that a customer will do. Do you have any recommendations for tools or methods that you and your team use? Yeah, after every event, we always ask our our customers for feedback. Mm -hmm. Uh, The good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. Uh, It's important to seek feedback consistently, and not just when the event was an an actual success. I want to hear it when it was a negative event. Right. Uh, why? Why is that? Because we, going back to the core value of always being improving, right. it evolves. Mm-hmm. And, and for us to understand when a customer has a negative experience, something happened, and yeah. either that was within our control or outside of our control. And for me to rectify the situation with the customer and to gain their respect and gain their trust again, yeah. I have to try to improve the actual experience for the customer. And it might not be that customer. It yeah. might be a future one down the road. But it's well worth it. And if I have the ability to talk to that customer and, and to find out uh, what the difficulty was, then it's, then it's my responsibility yeah. to make sure we're doing something about it. Well, yeah, and feedback is so invaluable. Whether it is positive or negative, you can always take something away from it, as you've said. And so are there any ways to streamline that? Do you, does your team have automated emails going out or are they reaching out to customers individually as soon as the event's over? How do you go about doing it? Yeah, I'll speak to the self-hosted event style. So we currently have a bit more of a manual process than we'd like, but with automation coming up in the near future for us, it will become an automated process. And again, after each event, we will send out 
uh, it's a feedback form that we send out, which it's it's a pretty basic. There's three questions that we ask, yeah. and we also uh, request the customer rate us on a yeah. score of zero to ten, ten being the best. Mm-hmm. And that's where it goes back to sort of tying in that ten out of ten exceptional customer service that yeah. we're after. And where where would you recommend housing this feedback? Because a company of our size, we're running so many events on a daily basis, we get a ton of feedback. How do you keep it all in order so that? You know, the sales team can use it when they're talking to customers or potential customers so that marketing can use it on a web page. Where do you put it? <laughs> Good question. So every piece of feedback we do receive, mm-hmm. we do load it into our database smart sheet that we right. use, which is um, we share it throughout the entire office. Mm-hmm. And basically what will happen, every piece of feedback is added to this database. And so, for, for example, you mentioned sales. Well, sales will use it when they are just speaking to a customer and, the, and they want to explain to the customer that their company has used our product in the past. Right. So more for a recommended piece. Right. Also, if we want to know what happened or how good our products are actually working, we can refer and pull out valuable information from this database. Yeah. And the marketing team, of course, uses it. Um, with on our website and for helping us promote our different and various types of products. Yeah, and do you have um, do you have it segmented by industry, cities? How how what kind of information are you housing with all of these testimonials? Yeah, any piece of information that we receive from the customer, we do try to capture. So okay. it helps us when we're trying to filter and, and really sort of pinpoint the different types of uh, level of service that we provide. Right. So anything from the city, uh, the company, the, the customer, the event date, right. um, the actual scores that the customer is providing us, yeah. the type of event, we yeah. capture absolutely anything that we can. And I can see how that would be really valuable. You know, you're talking to a customer from, say, Microsoft, and you can then refer back to another Microsoft testimonial. If you're dealing with a customer that's in Seattle or Toronto, you can refer back to events that have happened in either of those cities to showcase to those people, oh, look, this is what we've done here before in the past. This is how well we were rated. And that would be a huge piece, a huge recommended piece to help make others want to experience the same thing. It has been a very beneficial tool for yeah. everybody. So it's uh, again, it's also something that we've um, strived to improve this past year. Mm-hmm. And further with the upcoming automation that will occur later on this year, it'll get even better. Right. So do you have any final tips for best customer service? Have fun. Yeah. Be patient. Yeah. Uh, go out of your way to provide the best customer service that you possibly can. Make it a challenge for yourself. Like I, I find that when I encounter phenomenal customer experience or a service level when out on a daily basis, yeah. I find that it makes a difference for me. Right. And I talk about it. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want to do that for your own customer? I know, you, you have those positive experiences and you walk away going, I'm going to wow. go back there. Exactly. Uh, why wouldn't I go back there? That was such a great experience. And so when you say have fun, how, how does one have fun when offering customer service? Bring your, bring your own personality. Up. Ah, so the real, yeah. the authenticity yes. again, yes. Because we're not asking you to uh, change who you are and, mm-hmm. and how you deliver um, or speak to our customers. We want it to be natural. Yeah. We want it to be you. Uh, we've hired the support team and the individuals who work in the team for a reason. Yeah. I want their person personalities to show and to yeah, shine. Yeah, to come through. Yeah. 
Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Isla. That's it for this episode of Outback Team Building and Training Tips. You can visit our website at outbackteambuilding.com to find out why over 14,000 customers have recommended our team building, training, and consulting programs. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Until next time, thank you for listening.